Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Everyday Hairdresser podcast. My name is Lucy Healy, and I'm here with my lovely friend, Lisa Carter. And today we're going to be talking about the the hairdresser juggle, I guess we'd call it, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. exactly what makes everyday hairdresser and everyday life struggles. Yeah. Yeah, the, the complete balancing act that goes into being a hairdresser whilst also having your family time, having your friend time, having your actual self-care time. There's just a lot to juggle around. I'd say that hairdressing is a pretty demanding job, really, in that aspect, isn't it? We're just so busy caring for others. It can be quite hard to forget. Uh, sorry it's quite hard to to remember to look after everybody else in your life including yourself as well absolutely self-care is just such a massive (laughs) what is that well I mean I always remember like I had friends that used to always say oh Friday nights are my night actually Mm -hmm. my boss that in the the salon that I trained in um I remember that the her husband would always go to the pals and have a wee poker night and they would take it turns in each other's house and Mm. she was like oh Friday night's my night you know, I get to do whatever I want. I have a nice long bath and drink a bottle of wine and do like shave our legs and do a face mask and yeah. you know a body scrub. And she she used to really talk about that. And she went, "You should absolutely do that once a week self care." <sighs> and back that in my single like days, I bliss. used to do that, but yeah, no, <laughs> I can't that. remember what that's like. I really can't. I no. I remember I used to do that on. I, it used to be a Sunday thing. Or, you know, back in my single days where I didn't have any anyone else to worry about but myself. And on a Sunday, I would make sure that I had, like, the latest glamour magazine, a, a glass of fizz, and I would fill up the bathtub, loads of bubbles, and I would be there. For, I'd just be wallowing in it uh, for a good few hours, really, reading glamour magazine from cover to cover, thinking absolutely nothing of it. And uh, I'd still be knackered on a Monday morning. <laughs> oh, so tired. Little did I know. Yeah. Um, the only magazines, I'm quite jealous you used to read magazines. Um, <laughs> the only magazine I ever read now is Hairdresser's Journal. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, thought, I, I tend to read things online nowadays. I don't even, you know, actually hold physically hold them. I just yeah. tend to read things online more now. I just have my phone constantly glued to my hand. But... It is a huge, a huge juggle. And I think that the whole self-care element, especially, I think comes first and foremost, because I've always said, haven't I, that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think there's a very fine line. A lot of people think it's selfish to look after themselves when actually it's a form of self-preservation. Because if you don't look after yourself, there's absolutely no way that you're going to be able to look after anyone else. And that means your family, uh, your friends and, and also your clients. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing as well is like when you have spent a day and you've had a busy day, Um, with your clients Mm. and you know you might sometimes have nice fun light-hearted days but every now and then we get a client in and it really drains us and it could just be that that client has had a bad day themselves um, and just needs someone to offload on but it could be and we've all had it the clients that are just the moaners and we dread them coming in (laughs) like you just you're almost gearing yourself up to just be moaned at for three hours yeah you do and it just you go home and you're just like oh Oh, drained, drained, absolutely drained. 
I think you, you, it's always that thing you you'll kind of see them in the column, won't you? And you're like, oh no, oh god, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> or you get a text message through, hi, it's time to have my hair done, and you kind of think, oh, I might just get back to that text message tomorrow. Yeah, you <laughs> don't really want, <laughs> don't really want to find the space today. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're screening it, um, and it's a bless them, you know. I've got, I think we all have clients like that that you know they're not necessarily the easiest people but you know that deep down they actually have a heart of gold and that it's just their own stuff that they're dealing with but they do try and put it on you and some it took me so long I I remember when I first started out as a, a stylist on the floor and I I really didn't know how to not take what my clients have been telling me throughout the day I didn't know how to not take that home with me mm. I used to take on absolutely absolutely every single thing that they told me and I'd go home feeling really really low about it and uh, I'd carry it with me but I think over time with experience you realize that that's not going to be helpful to anybody and while they're in your chair you know you're there for them and you listen to them but you have to leave it there at the door you can't take it home with you because it's going to be detrimental to yourself and then inevitably then when they next come round. absolutely I am um, over the years that's that's kind of happened and I've kind of built this thing where um and I kind of advise it to lots of other people when they're going through something really bad. Like one of my friends um, has recently went through a breakup and it's quite a bad breakup. And mm. um, I, I, I've told her to do what, what I've implemented myself. So when you've had a bad day at work and you've got that client that's maybe offloaded so much stuff and you feel so drained from it mm. before you, well, I suppose before you enter your house, because it depends here if you're a salon stylist or a mobile stylist. Mm. But if you're in the salon, I would stand at the salon door and I'd yeah. like almost as if this I was trapped in this bubble of negativity. That's I it. would like pick holes in the bubble and throw it away. Yeah. So I'd physically like pick my aura and throw the negativity away. Yeah. Before I left the salon. And then I would or if I was coming from a mobile client and I felt like that before I get in the I, car. like exactly before I get in the car I would just sort of like pick pieces of it off me and yeah. just chuck it away That's and it. Do you know what it helps it's it I must look if anyone caught me they must think <laughs> what is she doing but to me it helps what, me in a way of fly. <laughs> she picking her skin and flaking it what's she doing <laughs> you just turn around and say look this is a visualization technique okay and it's totally and utterly verified and really helped me keep my shit together absolutely absolutely um the only thing is i mean every now and then there is that one thing that one client that just you can't you can't shake it off and it does it it just stays with you and that is one of the biggest issues i think of being a hairdresser is we are so emotional Yes, like we are, we are, we are an emotive, what we creative person, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's almost like a, it's almost like a magnet type thing, isn't it? That you attract it to yourself, um, all of that emotion yeah. because you're an actual emotional being yourself. And I think that could you imagine being a hairdresser without any emotion involved? I couldn't at all. I'd be getting loads of ten pound tips for guys because I don't talk. <laughs> Oh, you're going to say something else then? <laughs> <Not> hairdressing. 
no, no, referring to haircut. <laughs> no, we're still talking about haircut. <laughs> I don't. Well, it's you know, it's really funny though. Having said that, the amount of um, amount of gents that I have that come in for a haircut or have me in their home for a haircut, and they'll say to me like, "Oh, I like having my hair done." by yourself because we chat whereas mm. if I say go to the barbers a lot of the time you know I'm just kind of in my phone or um they don't really talk to me very much I don't know because I've never worked in a barbers before so I don't know if that's a bit of a kind of sweep across the board statement to say that barbers don't really talk to their clientele but that's the sort of vibe that I get from the gents who actually come and see me so I don't know if they're looking for more of that sort of emotional connection so I've got um two sort of um stories on that first of all my husband he would explain to me what gents normally want they go to the barbers and they just want a bish bash bosh haircut you know they just want to be in and out as quick as possible pay seven quid bob's your uncle there you go fantastic I've got short neat hair well we know that barbers have much more talent than that (laughs) oh yeah absolutely but that's 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 my that's my husband's take on it that's that's an outsider's take on it yeah on it oh yeah um, and then equally, there's another guy um, who was a gent to the salon I was quite recently freelancing in. Mm. And um, he is he's, he's a gent that would quite, you know, he, he had a certain stylist, but if that stylist was too busy or whatever, he wouldn't mind going to anyone else. You know, he's, he's, he's fine. Mm. But man, that guy liked to talk. <laughs> it got to the point where the hairdresser couldn't get a word in anyways because really? that guy just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. In fact, mm. I think my that, that cut was one of the... Whenever I cut his hair, that was yep. the most quiet I'd ever been when I was cutting someone's hair. Wow. Because he talked the whole time. Really? <laughs> he'd what? leave and I'd be drained from energy in a completely different way because, because I'd be <laughs> Yeah. I think I've, I well, always marvels of me as well are the ones that uh, come in and they literally have just the, you know, the, the clippers run over you know either either without a guard on or with at the very most a grade one and they just have it all over and I'll say you could do this yourself at home <laughs> like you could actually do yeah. this yourself at home it's it's very straightforward but they say oh you know I, I like coming here because it's a treat and I get to talk and you know I think there's that sort of connection there so how can you not lead with your emotions when sometimes people are just coming to you because they just want to have a chat and have that interaction you know yeah uh, it is it's, it, I think the two go hand in hand you can't really have hairdressing without emotion involved no definitely not which is I why self-care is so important <laughs> absolutely you can't pour from an empty cup and then it also goes into the fact that um I, I don't know about you but going into the whole juggling of family and friends sometimes I just don't have anything left for them which sounds awful <laughs> Yeah, no, I um, don't. I would quite often, and when I say often, I mean often, like almost every day, I'll have an amazing day at work. I'll be Mm -hmm. bubbly, I'll be chatty, I'll be fun, I'll be excited, and I'll leave the salon going, Hi, see you later, bye, (laughs) see you tomorrow, bye. (laughs) Making the jokes I've seen you next Tuesday and all that. (laughs) And um, honestly, I'd walk in the door and something would piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and my mood would go from being a number 10 right down to a number three or two. Yeah. And I'd be like, what the, what has just happened? Yeah. Yeah. What happened in that space between leaving and then going through the door? But I think it's that, that space that you, I mean, 
one of my most favorite times of day is the bit where you know that you finished your work for the day and then I'm in that in-between bit where I'm not at work but I'm not at home I'm just in my car driving back on my own no one to please just with my own thoughts uh sometimes I'll have a podcast on sometimes (laughs) I'll have the radio on but most of the time I'm just kind of in my own head you know because it's nice to have all of the noise just go away and just be able to hear what's actually in my own head and I think sometimes if I haven't had enough of that I find it really hard to focus and I get very very snappy and I think that that can sometimes leak into the family life um and social life sometimes but I think that it's always that same old adage that you take it out most on the people who are closest to you so I do feel like our families usually get the brunt of that because they are the, the circle that's closest to us and we just don't put on as much of a airs and graces about things so if we're feeling a bit tired then the patience isn't quite so there's not such a large amount of it to go around is there no, exactly. And another thing, like, I don't I don't enjoy speaking to people as much on the phone mm. anymore. She says like, on, on the podcast. On the podcast, phone. yes. <laughs> and I suppose you and I, I don't know, you and I have got, I speak to you more than anyone now. I speak <laughs> to you more than my mother. <laughs> I am like, like a mother hen, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, you know, you hear these stories of everybody else speaking to their best friends for however long and every single day. And I'm like, I've got best friends in Scotland that I, we, 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 thankfully we've got that kind of relationship where we could go years and years without speaking and we'll just pick our friendship up straight away whenever we do get in touch. Um, but I've got like a couple of best friends in Scotland and, um, we don't talk as much as I would like to talk, Mm. but to be quite honest, when I'm, I, I don't really want to talk no. outside of work. No, no. It's strange. I, I just think, want to be quiet. I've, I was thinking that, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this now because it coincides with the fact that um, this evening uh, I've got a group of friends who are, who are like my best mates. I've known them pretty much all my life. And um, they were all meeting on uh, Messenger for a video call this evening. And I could have gone on just like for 15 minutes in between things that I was doing, but I just genuinely didn't have the chat that I know that they'll be talking about, if that makes sense. It's the energy behind that. It's almost like I'm sat there thinking this is what clients will want to talk about, the everyday chit-chat stuff. Whereas I think us hairdressers, when we talk with one another, we just we know the other side of the line don't we um and I think that's that's probably the difference there and I thought I haven't got the energy to to catch up in in that sort of vein I you know at the moment I'm quite happy in my little hairdressing bubble and um yeah I want to talk to 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 like-minded hairdressers you know present company exceptionally uh, included <laughs> but I think that's sometimes it I think that when you're at work you know not so much if you're freelance but and I think that's what freelancers really struggle with is that lack of a team to actually bounce off of and chat with which mm. is why online is so big now because we we've got our own little virtual staff room haven't we especially um with what we're doing here now so you can you do you do have that support that you, you necessarily didn't have before um but I think everyday 
everyday chit chat with people can sometimes be quite hard to muster the energy up for. Absolutely. It's like when you want to talk about your day, it's you, when you talk about it to like-minded hairdressers. They get it. They get it. Yeah. And it's like they know that your day has been stressful. Yeah. But there are so many people out there that aren't hairdressers and they don't. I mean, I actually used to have a boyfriend that black. Your day wasn't as stressful as mine. And he worked behind a bar. And I can understand that that every job's got its own stresses. Yeah. But he used to say that my job wasn't stressful because I used to just stand and talk to people all day. Oh, yeah. And you're like, you just don't get that, do you? You're like, you, you don't just get mess that. around with hair. I don't know what's so difficult. <laughs> like, you don't actually stop to think that all the while I'm doing that hair, I'm thinking... Have I done the right thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I just snip the right piece of hair off, oh my God, what if I get a big scissor mark? What if, if you're cutting a bob? What if one side's longer than the exactly. other? Oh my God. And then if you're mixing up colour, you're, you're continuously thinking, it doesn't matter how All educated a hairdresser you are, Yeah. you yeah. will always sit there and go, Second oh, guessing have I done yourself. the right thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Because you care so about stressful. it. You know. And then you're sitting there blow drying the client's hair and they haven't said a word to you and you think, oh, she hates it. <laughs> she hates her hair. And then it gets to the end, she, you show her the man, she, and with a complete straight face, no emotion at all, they'll be like, yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> well, the, the other one is that sometimes they won't even look up, and they're in, your, in their phone, they're like, huh? <laughs> the worst thing is when they just like stand up, and then they get a, a little hair elastic out and start putting the hair up into a ponytail, and you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just going to the gym. I'm like, what? <laughs> are you joking <laughs> don't make me bitch yeah. slap you with my hairbrush <laughs> God. And that, this is the thing this is the sort of thing that when you're talking about it hairdressers are nodding going yes exactly whereas if I if I speak to non-hairdressers about it they just look at me as if I'm a little bit crazy which admittedly is quite um feasible but yeah. It it is unless you're in it, you don't know, and we don't just play around with hair. It, there's a whole load. We've got chemistry in there. We use tools. We've got sharp edges. <laughs> yeah. It's preserved. You know what I mean? It, it's it's um. There's just so much, so many different elements to it, and, and of course why. the psychology and the psychology. Yeah, but I I do. I do find as well, I, I find that maybe not so much, obviously, now that we're in lockdown at the moment and we can't really go anywhere and see people like we normally would. But in the past, when, you know, people would say, like friends would say, oh, you know, we're going out and I'd be sat there going, oh, yes. what night, what night? And they're like, Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, well, Friday isn't like everybody else's Friday because I work on a Saturday. And yeah. by Saturday... I've got just no energy left and all I want to do is grab some Maltesers on the way home and sit in front of Netflix. So no, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. And I used to feel so much pressure to push myself out and go. And sometimes if I did, I, I was glad that I'd done it. But nine times out of ten, I'd be sat there thinking, why have I done this? All I want to do is go home and put my pyjamas on and and chill out and empty my head, you know? Yeah. It's um, there's been many a times on a Saturday night when I was younger um, and um, all my friends would be like oh we're going out on Saturday we're going out on Saturday and I'd be like yeah 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 count me in and then they'd be phoning me at eight o'clock on a Saturday to see where I am (laughs) 
and if I'm dressed yet. And the truth is, I, I have been dressed. I've been dressed for the last hour because I have been genuinely quite excited to go out. Yep. But what happened was I get so excited to go out. I got dressed really quickly and then I'm sitting there waiting for your lot to get dressed yep. and then I ended up falling asleep and having a five-minute yep. power and I'm thinking, nah. <laughs> well, at least you get a power. I remember way back, way back in like my clubbing days, you know, when I could actually stay up and, and on a dance floor past midnight, um, I, I used to help my friends get ready and then I'd have like 10 minutes to get myself ready and they'd all look absolutely fantastic and I'd look like I'd been dragged through a hedge and I'd be sat there going oh my god I've just done I've just done the same amount of heads in in two hours than I have in my entire Saturday at work and now I've got to go out and go clubbing, you know? Do you know what? That's another thing. Like, the <laughs> amount of times you've you've done something um, as a group of friends and your friends, oh, will you do my hair for that yes. on Saturday? Oh, will you do my hair for that? And you're like, yeah, sure, well, yeah, sure, well, yeah, sure. Well. And as you say, by the time you've done everybody, you've got, like, five minutes for yourself yep. to do your hair and your makeup. Yep, yep. And then <laughs> and then they kind of look at it. I actually got quite ballsy by the end of that. And I was saying to them, well, like, I will, but you've got to buy me a round of drinks. You know, because I I used to get like that by the end of it because there were so many times when it would just get a bit too much. And it was amazing how many of them was like, yeah, 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 of course I will. So it was actually, we worked out to be quite lucrative by the end of it because then I could go out and have some drinks and I wouldn't have to pay a thing. I wish I'd thought of that. Paid my way. (laughs) Think about it. Like, would you charge for a blow dry? Like 25 quid? They were getting a 25 quid free blow dry. I know, but it meant that I could get a couple of Jaeger bombs and a Malibu and Coke and I was quite happy with that. Perfect. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Always spinning it round. But I think... I think my friends do miss me and they but then at the same time because I've known them so long and I'm very lucky I don't know about you but I'm very lucky because they know like you say I think when you do have people that are like you can go ages not talking and then when you do it's like you haven't been away you know in your heart of hearts that you're okay to to take a step out if you need to because they're not going to judge you for it and they don't they all know that my first love is hairdressing and that it has been for as long as they can remember and um they they they're grateful for it as well because I'm their hairdresser (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah yeah she she definitely needs that self-care otherwise we're just going to lose our hairdresser um but they they don't give me a hard time about it I think some people with some people would get really huffy and I think that would be very unfair um I you know to give someone a hard time because they're saying oh do you know what I haven't got anything left in me right now to give to this friendship but that doesn't mean I don't want it I just can't be there right now you know Um, you just want to press pause just press pause a bit have a breather you know it doesn't mean that you don't want the friendship or you don't love them it just means that you're looking after yourself so that you can come back refreshed and give your all to that friendship see that's the other thing as well is like when you're a hairdresser and you're around so many people every single day you just kind of think when you've got that moment to be on your own human being you kind of wrap yourself up in it and it kind of it can go one way or the other it's a bit like quick sound isn't it do you ever find that sometimes I'll have a day where I'm like right I'm gonna step away from this and it's kind of a hard push because I'll think right I'm gonna step away from hair I'm gonna step away from social media I'm just gonna focus on myself and then I do that and then it almost flips the other way around and I'm like oh 
quite enjoyed this. I don't really don't want to give it up yet. Yeah, like you say, it engulfs <laughs> you and you think, oh, yeah, I don't really want to leave this lovely, cosy little nook that I've created. Yeah. Um, but you soon find your feet and throw yourself back in. But it's just getting the balance, that, that lovely word, balance. It's a precarious one, isn't it, really? It's, um, it should be right in there with the positive words in the world, isn't it? Balance. Yeah, balance. Yeah, I'm sure that they use that a hell of a lot with certain scents that are found in spas. <laughs> they always put it on the bottle. Balance, balance yourself or something like that. Or well, That's what it spas. is. But it is, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, is it not like part of the Jedi as well, like find the balance and I'm stuff so like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm so ashamed that I know what, I'm t- what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's all about the balance. <laughs> We're going to have Yoda on as a guest soon. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the other thing that I've noticed is since having a family, that is another element to it as well. So before it was just like self-care and and maybe myself and and Paul, but now we've got these two little people who um, also need me to balance myself and make that time and have that energy and the hairdressing this it's just really hard to like it's like when motherhood is so bloody draining anyway so (laughs) i'm still trying to find that balance (laughs) i I lost it if it was a jenga tower it's all over in pieces over the floor yeah i can't find any pieces I just kind of muzzle along as I can, really. <laughs> well, like this afternoon, right? I said, I said to myself this morning, um, when I pick Wilfred up from nursery, I've got to go and get Charles from school. And I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? It's a really nice afternoon. I'm going to take them out a walk, or you know, let them run about in their bikes and burn off a little, a little bit more energy for an hour. Mm. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I came home, let them watch a bit of telly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what most people do. Don't worry Well, about I made it. myself a cup of tea and had yeah. two mini rolls. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Well, there you go, that's balanced. They were, they were fine. They'd had a, an energetic day at school and nursery. And, you know, you, you pick them up. That's instantly commendable. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel terrible for it as well, don't you? And you just think, I just spend so much time at work that when you're not at work, you're actually still at work. You know, yeah. your head is still at work i never i i the amount of times that i say to my clients because they'll say oh you know what time are you working till and i'm like oh you know half eight nine what time did you start oh about half eight nine it's a 12 hour day and i'm like yeah and they're like oh god i just don't know how you do it and i'm like trust me my work is my holiday (laughs) it's at home that's where the real job is you know and i i don't see it as work and i think we're very lucky that uh, you know when you're so in love with this job you don't see it as work as such you don't that's the thing it's because we love it so much and we are so passionate about it yeah the amount of clients I've maybe had at night time and I'm sure you must have as well yeah. like when you go out in the evening and they'll say oh it's a really late night for you and you think are you kidding it gets me out of bath and bed <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like I'm, I'm like can we just can we let this just go past half past seven <laughs> I know I got here at four <laughs> But if you don't mind me just hanging around that little bit longer, I would love to just get yeah. out of bed and bath time. An hour and a half to apply a <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, I mean, 
I used to feel very guilty and I used to think oh, I shouldn't feel this way my poor children I put them here I sh- you know I should love absolutely every moment with them and blah 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 it- bollocks I'm sorry excuse my French but it is you put that pressure on yourself and it's not fair because first and foremost you were here before they were and you were used to an entire lifetime of just having yourself to worry about and then overnight something happens to completely change your life and they are hard work they're cute and they're lovable and there's no way that you would send them back even if they did come with a receipt but you just you can't stop yourself from being human and inherently I've always said this inherently human beings are selfish and we do feel things and I think it's much healthier to admit that and address those issues that come up than push them down become some sort of like Stepford wife mother sort of figure and pretend that everything is sunshine lollipops and daisies all the time it's not it's very very hard and very very draining and you have to address it so that you can find that balance absolutely i mean even i can remember goodness i can remember a time before children yeah. um and it must be it must be it must resonate to a certain extent with people that don't have children definitely or so, can't have children as well i'm always i am always aware of, of that side of it too oh yeah I, I actually worked with a girl who just desperately wants children and mm. she can't unfortunately so she's just accepted that and you know she's she's nice and bright and bubbly and she talks about it which is lovely that's good um and they have struggles of their own that yeah. mean that you know they might not have the motherhood side of things but they've got the other side of things like family life yeah. um and I mean I remember when my dad was quite poorly I had that weight on my mind all the time, you know, and um, like other issues, like there was a time when I lived, I moved out my flat and I moved back into my mum and dad's. It was before I met my husband Mm. um, and I'd give myself a time frame to just move back in with my mum and dad to help my mum with my dad. Yeah. and I thought I need to move out but then I met my husband and I stayed in my mum and dad's a little bit longer to see where me and my husband were going to go. And... um, it was just trying to find that balance of working at the time. Oh God, I think I was working seven days a week at the time. Yeah. And trying to be what I went, went back to my mum and dad's for. Be there to help mm-hmm. my mum and dad and, and support my mum and dad. Yeah. And um, it was really, really difficult. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's even people without children, they've got their own daily struggles. they got that, family, that, family ties that you need to worry about and, and make time absolutely. for. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it's funny you should say that. Um, my dad rang me at, uh, what time was it last night he rang me? I think it was about something silly, like like 10 past 11 at night. And I answered the phone. My dad's not a well man. He's got lots of health issues, bless his heart. And uh, he rang me and I was like, hi, dad, you're you're right. Is everything okay? And he was like, well, I just thought I'd ring you now because I never know when you're going to be, you know, on a live or or whatever. And I was like, okay, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. And he just just wanted to check in and see how I was. But uh, there's always this kind of, it starts off with a guilt trip of, uh, you know uh, yeah you're never available never available me. yeah and it's that whole yeah. and I'm like I'm re- you know I find myself saying I'm really sorry and then I'm like well actually no because yeah I'm working that's just yeah. that's just how it is doesn't mean I don't it, care doesn't mean I don't love it's just that there aren't enough hours in the day all the time 
No, absolutely. And um, it's like it's, sometimes it's like there's not enough hours in our mind no. either to, to compute like what That's day it is, like what it. time it is. You kind of lie in bed, like as you say, like 11 o'clock at night and you're like, oh no, Buzzing. I've not spoke to that person today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it does the whole day completely surpasses you because life just that is what life is life as an adult literally just goes by in the blink of an eye and you just think oh my god what is it friday already yeah 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 how did that happen and it's like um i mean my husband said it to me before as well we've been sat at the dinner table and he'll just look at me and i'm like what and he went can you just put your phone down for two minutes and be present at the dinner table in front of our children <laughs> just like sure I can yeah and I will literally grudgingly put my phone down face down as well so that if I get a notification my eyes don't want that (laughs) exactly that's it it's terrible and he has sometimes took my phone and put it to the other like his side the other side of him so that I can't reach it and I'll just look at him and I'll kind of honestly if looks could kill him he would certainly have a wee dagger in his stomach I think I've had the same thing. I think Paul at one point said to me, "So I've forgotten what your phone, what your face looks like because your phone's always." <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I was like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry," but I think it does become a little bit. I am a bit addicted to my phone, but then at the same time, it's where I run my business. So, yeah, that's it. You know. well, my accountant recently said this to me. He said, how many phone calls do you do a day? And I went, well, I don't do phone calls, but I do a lot of texting, <laughs> Facebook messages and things like that. And he said, right, how many of that is personal and how many of that is to do with your business? And I went, oh, good chunk of it is to do with my business. And he went, right, well, then you put 80% of your phone bill through your taxis. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Mine's and it kind of made me realise how much I use my phone for my business. There's a really scary bit. I don't, you've got an iPhone, haven't you? Have you noticed that you can kind of scroll through and it will tell you how many, how many yeah. hours you've been on things? And I'm like, oh God. It's quite, it's really scary. Like in a normal day, I think when I, when I first started seeing that the iPhones now do this, mm. I think it said something like six hours and 45 minutes seven hours and 13 minutes and it was up by this percent and down by this percent yeah. I was thinking is that how long I spend on my phone oh my god yeah. then lockdown yeah, happened I <laughs> and I just did not need that kind of judgment from iPhone <laughs> thank you Apple I did not need to know that I was on my phone 16 hours a day bearing in mind I am awake for 16 hours a day we don't, don't need, need that, that kind of judgment okay Apple no they should be grateful that we're using their products that that much in a day. To be honest, yeah. I know that Mark Zuckerberg probably is. <laughs> oh God! Oh, it is, don't you find it's... though? Do you find that you wake up and it's like the first thing you do is check your phone? Oh yeah, I, I, I look at my phone before I pee. <laughs> do you? So your your phone is more important than your bladder. Exactly. This is what we mean about balance, people. <laughs> I actually hear my children come into me, right? Yeah. And then I, I kind of first thing I do is I touch my phone to check the time. Yeah. Because obviously it's still quite dark now in the mornings, and um, I just want to make sure that they're actually awake at a reasonable time and not awake at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. so that I can send them back to bed. Yeah. So and then you've like looked at your wake- phone, <laughs> and then it's like quarter to seven. You're like, oh damn it, that's a reasonable that's time. A reasonable time. Yeah, morning, boys. But then, you, but then oh. your eye catches the notification with the green WhatsApp icon on it, absolutely, or the blue F, <laughs> or the and then you choose the blue background. You're like, oh, which one oh, shall I go into first? The person that's just asking me how I am, or is it the client telling me that there's something wrong with our? Oh uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
which one do well, we I'll want to I'll just think of that one after the school run. <laughs> I think... Oh, sorry, Hannah, I've such a busy morning. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing. I think that you do have, and that's part of the self-care. And have you heard about people who have been doing things like digital detoxing? Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. I don't know if I could um, do it. <laughs> I tell you what, I follow um, a really well-known hairdresser. Um, she's really hot on social media, and I'm sure everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. I could as well just mention her name. Um, and she quite often, I think she does once a year, where she does a digital detox and she switches her phone off for an entire week really? and I think yeah she so she does some stories before it and then obviously picks up some stories later on and she has been known to kind of go off to like India for a few days like four or five days just on her own she's got a husband as and a child <laughs> yeah as she does she makes a fortune just nip, she nip off to India, India. <laughs> <laughs> sorry darling I'm just off to India for some self-care <laughs> Lucy's orders there you go. That's what everyone has to do now. We all have to nip off to India for some self-care and leave our phones in the door. There's a batch of spaghetti bolognese in the freezer. <laughs> and some frozen fish. Now, now that, that, there is if you're having a bad day. that is balance. <laughs> and um, yeah, she, she does this digital detox and she says so much about how, but I couldn't. I, I have tried to do one day where I've switched my phone off. I think, right, I'll answer my messages in the morning and then I'll switch my phone off and I will not touch it again until, you know, whenever. But it's usually later on that night before I go to bed, yeah. I'll switch my phone on and check on what's happened. Yeah. And do you know what? It's the days when I don't get anything. Yeah, is it really? <laughs> like, one notification. What the then what? isn't that better than missing something that was super duper important or a message that you, you wish you could have actually had in your inbox and, and seen? probably better to have a quiet day i i think it's do you know what i think it's because i use my phone for the time a hell of a lot of it i think i don't wear a watch yeah. or anything and i don't think hairdressers we we tend to wear watches because of you know water and color and stuff like that so phones tend to be our stand-in for a, for you know timekeeping. well so, when i'm doing a color i will put my timer on my phone <coughs> yeah exactly and of course these days it's all about social media as well so we've got our phone for the before pictures the processing pictures the after pictures and it's not just about social media when it comes to the pictures and again this is another thing when the everyday life and struggles is you're trying to remember to take these pictures but these pictures could also save your business one day yeah Yeah. i've seen it so in fact someone recently on one of the hairy facebook groups um she must have last year had um some sort of legal battle with someone and um what saved her was the fact that she, she documented had it. so much photos wow yeah. yeah this is it that's what i always say that don't just take the pictures to have a portfolio you have to take it to also cover your ass a lot of the time yeah. you know you never know what might happen and it's just a good way of, of making sure that you're covered uh, but I, yeah, there is a way that i mean you don't actually have to uh, have all of your social media active in order to take pictures and use the time if you really wanted to commit to the detox then you probably just uninstall all of your apps and keep it as a basic phone wouldn't you yeah I, I did do that years and years ago back when I worked for the, the the big brand and I wasn't actually in the salon and social media wasn't quite as powerful as it is right now yeah. 
it's feverish now isn't it yeah oh yeah absolutely um you kind of and i feel like if i'm having a, a boring day on facebook and a boring day on instagram i'm like oh god what else has done that? <laughs> it um, does keep you occupied doesn't it but i did i deleted the facebook app oh really on my phone <gasps> and i deleted the facebook app um and if i really wanted to jump on facebook i used the safari yeah you know the search engine thing yep. And I logged into it that way. But because I didn't have the app, and this was before the days of Messenger, mm. when Messenger was actually part of Facebook. So if you deleted the you app, you didn't have... get your messages. Yeah. No, oh, no, this was before that. that. Mm. Yeah, so you couldn't get your You'd have to log into Facebook to get your messages. Mm. Whereas now, you can still delete the Facebook app, but keep your Messenger. I know, they're not silly over at Facebook Towers, are they? No. Or Facebook and Instagram towers, shall we say? So yeah, like I did for oh, I can't even remember how long it was, but it was more than a week. It was, it was, a, it was I'm sure it was like a month or two, mm. and um, I actually became more hooked on Instagram at that time. Oh. And um, the, do you know one of the things that I noticed the most was that my phone data, mm-hmm. you know, like my, um, you get your 10 gigs of data a month yeah. or however much it was at that t- that time when I was paying for it, like three or four gigs, mm. I had data left at the end of the month. Oh, really? Because we weren't swallowing yeah. it up with all of the social media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, the thing is though, especially now during lockdown, I feel like social media is even more important because it keeps everybody connected. But it probably would be beneficial if you were doing the whole self-care thing and you wanted to really take a true step away from everything. Then, you know, you would have to look into taking all of your apps off your phone, uninstalling them for a while and just truly taking that break. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I'm going to. We certainly can't, actually, because we've just started a podcast. (laughs) No, we can't. (laughs) I wouldn't, anyway. Like, the, the amount of times... I've um I've went on holiday and I'm like, but I'm not going to be on my phone all of holiday. But my phone is always with me because, well, first of all, for the time, but second, for the photographs, because yeah. my phone is my camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if there's anything, yet, my phone is my wallet now. <laughs> <laughs> my phone is my my camera. Yeah. My phone is my watch. Yeah. Well, they do say there's that famous thing where they say, if you leave the house, all you need is your phone because if you've forgotten your keys, you can call a locksmith if you need money you've got it in your phone if you need to call someone for help you've got your phone so they always say that if you're going to leave the house with just one thing always take your phone yeah. it is, I think it's, there's a bit of a love and a hate thing there and talking about balance and stuff it is definitely a factor yeah you know? it's um I feel like sometimes if you feel like it's all getting a bit too much on you and your clients especially if they've just been non-stop yeah pop on an automated message yes. um pop an auto- I think you can pop an automated message onto your whatsapp I don't think you can do it in text unfortunately but your me- your whatsapp you can do yeah. it I think and you can do um, it on your, your messenger you can do it on your facebook and instagram business pages yeah. as well there's even a little thing at the very very top where it's like pop yourself as away yes and it'll just come up with an automated message and i'm really sorry i can't get to the phone right now or whatever it is i can't answer your message right now yeah. so you just pop that on yeah. if you're really feeling even if it's just for one day yeah do it and take a breather, breather. You, there's nothing that's not there's nothing so important that can just 
wait until tomorrow exactly and that goes that goes for the same so you know if you're having family time what i tend to do is like like you said earlier like meal times tend to be phone free um you know if i'm obviously if i'm if i'm taking it's not for me i don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it is it's tim's there (laughs) but put the phone down you know and just uh take that step back and be a bit mindful and enjoy what you're doing i suppose yeah Um, your meal time's like what 10 minutes yeah 15 minutes of your family day so yeah yeah. it's just uh we can all afford that juggling it through i do tend i I didn't realize but i do i do tend to have a pattern as to when i'm on my phone and i it's become a bit of a habit so it's usually i'm on my phone um if i'm um if the, if like normally when the kids are eating their lunch because i don't eat lunch with them so i'm like oh okay like this is on a weekend so i'm like oh i'll take that moment to myself um and then it tends to be in the evening so I'm like the very early morning you know um they tend to be the most times because i know that i've got that little bit of time to myself but it's just it's just balancing it isn't it it's it's making sure that you um allocate the right amount of time to everything and everyone and that's that's yeah. where the tricky part comes in it's um i find it's particularly stressful what i've noticed is because i've just recently moved and i've been getting texts from new clients um and of course with new clients you really want to be hot on them you want to be hot on yeah. that wall you want to well, really that's pick that away. up and answer it exactly but that text might just come through at the wrong time yeah. and you kind of there's been times when I have done something like it actually happened a few weeks ago and I had a, a, a one of my really good clients her mother texted me and she's like can I you know now start coming to you to get my hair done and um I was like yeah sure but she came, the text came in when I was having a specific family day and I didn't want to turn my phone off because I wanted the time and I wanted the camera mm. and um <clears throat> so I messaged her and I've already got an automated message on my messenger anyway, <laughs> where it says, um, thanks very much for your message. I'll, I aim to reply as soon as I possibly can, um, whatever it is it says. But that's kind of the gist of it. Mm. And I messaged her and I just said, hi, Sarah, thanks so much for getting in touch. Um would you mind if I replied to your message a little bit later on today? I'm actually trying to have a nice family day today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll look at my diary as soon as I get home and I will be in touch. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, not a problem, thanks. And I just think if you were just to do that, if you get that message through and you are trying so hard to not be on your phone, you don't always have to just ignore it and come back to it. You could literally just send the message and say, I'm really sorry, I'm trying to have a family day, can I get back to you at 7pm or at 8pm or I'm on holiday, I'm due to come home in the next few days, would you mind if I reply back to you then? Yeah. And I think having that honesty, yeah. a client would be like, of course, not a problem, yeah. just make sure that you remember <laughs> to get back <laughs> to, to actually them. do it. I, I think yeah. you could even go as far as having, say, a little template in the notes on your phone. 
and just write a generic message, you know. Absolutely, copy and, and paste. Copy and paste, and it takes seconds yeah. to do. But you've you've got kind of scratch that itch of I need to get back to this person, but you haven't given it the all of your attention whilst you're out on a family day, or you're with your friends, or you're trying to catch up with your parents, or whatever. You you're not going to feel guilty because you've spent a split second just copy and pasting it to a message, and everyone's happy then, you know. Yeah, do you know just um something else has just popped into my head about daily worries and struggles mm. when you've got I don't know I suppose children again in this matter and we, we will really touch base on the mother oh, yeah. side of things and I said it totally deserves its own podcast yeah. um but when you're a mum you we've all been there we've all had that call from nursery or school to say that our child's took not well and we have to go and get yeah. them or if you um if you've got a family member that's um in hospital and you know you, you, we've all had a phone call at some time yeah. like that and if you expect it at some point you always just think please don't let it be when i'm applying color <laughs> or when i'm wait like yeah. you just like halfway through a full head foils and you've started at the back yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it, it, it constantly plays on your mind and you just think, if, if you've heard the phone ring and you know you've sent your child into school just that little bit poorly yeah. um, and the first thing you think about is awful. You don't think about your child. You think about or your, your, your mum or your dad. Spoils. You think about your client that sat in the yeah. chair and that is fine, but it's horrific, but it's, it's fine. Yeah. Only, only but, a hairdresser would get it though. Yeah, exactly. If if you were to say that to someone, they'd be like, "But it's your child. But it's your yeah. mum. You'd have to yeah. go." And of course, your client would say that yeah. to you. Well, you'd hope your client so. Would say that. You would hope so. I well, true. I remember when I was uh, <laughs> when I was pregnant with Teddy, my eldest. I had a bit of a scare because I started to bleed, and I had a full column booked at the salon that I was working in at that point and uh I and I you know I, I noticed that I was bleeding and I I luckily was on my way up there anyway for a scan and um I said to the girls I was like you know I'm gonna bring them up and see if I can bring my scan forward I need to get up there they were like of course you of course you do um I was due to have a client turn up to have her roots done and we tried for at least 40 minutes to try and you know call this woman we were like you know we need to get hold of her and cancel and uh she turned up at the at the salon door I don't know if she was screening the calls or something I don't know but she walked in and I was like oh we've been trying to reach you I'm just leaving because I need to go to hospital because I'm bleeding and there I am heavily pregnant and most people would just be like oh my god you know of course you do go 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 and this one, she looked me up and down and she said oh oh my sorry my phone's on silent <laughs> and I said that's the cat. So I'm, I'm really sorry to let you down, but obviously I, I, I really need to get to the hospital and make sure that everything's okay with baby. Um, you know, frantic, nearly in tears, and she's leaning in at the mirror, <laughs> checking her roots, <laughs> saying, "But my roots are dreadful. Look at them. Oh God! So when can you actually put me in?" <laughs> yeah, but my baby's in trouble. Well, potentially. Yeah, I didn't know at that point that absolutely everything was oh, fine. Yeah. It was just one of those George things. Absolutely. Yeah. But it was. Bundle it, of joy, was just but, the, yeah. it was just that attitude of, but my hair, 
and unfortunately that's the thing you just get the really selfish oh, ones yeah. that just fall at the same at the right you know at that, that, that time so when you, something you'd is hope that they'd get it you'd be at their complete mercy and I think if especially if you've experienced a client like that it sticks with you and you think yeah. that everybody would be like that if you had to suddenly just you know go in the middle of a service because your child needs you or whatever but I think it, luckily touchwood it hasn't actually happened to me be interesting to hear if anybody has had that happen and how they they dealt with it as well well I um has it happened to you well not kind of (laughs) not really but like I am and I feel really bad following your story of your baby potentially not being right (laughs) with a story of what's now going to be my dog um (laughs) Well, it's it's all to do with the theme of this of this podcast, which is balance. Yeah, I um I had I I went through this stage when Tim had been working away. He was in Chile, of all the places, and the night before he was due to fly to Chile with work for three weeks, my my dog that I had before Tim, he was my firstborn. He was my baby. Mm. He was my absolute world. He um he took really really not well. Mm. So the night before, we popped him into the vets and everything seemed absolutely fine. And Tim got him in the morning before we had to take him off to the, you know, to get his flight. Yeah. And um, over the weekend, he took really not well again. So on the Monday morning, I'd phoned the vet and, you know, popped him back into the vet and um, they ran some tests. And on the Monday night, they were like, yeah, he seems absolutely fine. You know, he's responding well to the treatment and, you know, he's, none of the tests has shown anything sinister um but we'll just keep him in for observation and you can come and get him tomorrow and I was like right okay great and um so the next day was the Tuesday and the boys weren't supposed to be finishing nursery until four o'clock but I had booked a half day and I was supposed to get away at one o'clock anyway because I knew that I would have to be there for the boys finishing nursery because Tim's away so I knew this anyway Mm. But Tuesday morning I had um, a client due in and just before my client was due in the vet phoned me so I managed to pick up and um, she was like, you know, he's been fine. Um, the tests are all still coming back clear. Nothing's wrong. But his tummy's a little bit swollen. I just want to do a, another little test. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And she says, I'll phone you back. And I was like, right, great. So off I went, did my client, mm-hmm. did her colour. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes later, I noticed I had a missed call from the vet. So I phoned the vet back straight away. And, um, yeah, it wasn't good news at all. And um, I basically sat in the staff room and just absolutely howled and howled. And um, the owner of the salon, she came in, she gave me a cuddle and she said, just you go, I'll take, you know, I'll take her colour off. Just just you go. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I said, I can compose myself. I've got time. I'll compose myself. I'll take her colour off. And I'll just, she's only, she only wanted a wet cut because she needed to get back to work. And I said, look, I'll just take her colour off. I'll give her a quick cut. I'll be fine. I'll, I will be fine. Yep. And I composed myself and I went back to work. Oh, you but the thing is, like, if this was my child, I think it would be completely different. Yep. But it was my dog and the vet was keeping him comfortable. And she said, you know, she was like, it's absolutely fine. Of course, he's, you know, we can keep him very comfortable until you get here. And we won't do anything until you get mm. here. So I had that. And it was, it was literally, um, I mean, you're talking about... I would have been at the vet in an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was um 
so it was just one of those things but I composed myself and I went back to work because I thought I can't leave my client like this so hard to do I I, I did the opposite when my family uh, pooch died she was Lily she was about oh I think she was about 15, lovely, lovely Labrador, had her from a pup, you know. And my dad, she she was with my dad, I'd moved out, and uh, my dad rang me and was like, you know, it's time to put Lily down, she's not going to make it. And uh, I was I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, it's, it's a dog, it's a dog. And I made it through my first client, and I, I just burst into tears um, as, as we were kind of finishing up. And I was like, I, I, it's just the dog. It's just the dog. I felt really silly and foolish. And she, she said to me, she's like, it's not, though, is it? Because they're your family, and you've known them, you know, since they were a little puppy all the way up for, for all those years. It's not just the dog. It's your family member, and you, you're grieving. And I did. I, I cancelled all my clients the rest of that day and said, I'm so sorry. I know this sounds pathetic, but my dog's died, and I'm really not in, in any fit state, you know? But I think that's a really good thing you can do for your client as well, because I think this is another thing. If you feel like you're not up to scratch, no. then you should not be cutting your client's hair. You shouldn't be. And it's one of those really difficult yep. issues that we as hairdressers face. You're kind of faced yep. with um, doing the right but thing. But also doing the right and thing. <laughs> if you're not feeling very well that it's day and you know you're not going to be right in top thing, form. But for who? Yeah, exactly. That's different. It's not who. Exactly. And we just, we're always a, a anybody bunch of down. Who do not yeah, want to let exactly. anyone down. Yeah, well, and if we cancel our clients, we'll let them down. Um, and put everyone, everyone else first, you know. And that's that's the balance. Exactly, that's it. And the thing is, we'll put everyone yeah. else yeah. first before yeah. our family. It's an interesting one. I'm interested to hear how everyone prioritizes it, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So if you've got this far, <laughs> I love it. Would be really nice. If you've got to, this yeah, I mean, far, we're, we're later than that last night. <laughs> chat away for what is it, fifty-six minutes? <laughs> I know. We're getting, we're getting. Last night was forty-seven. <laughs> we're was keeping up. To me keeping oh yeah, this will just be a short, <laughs> sharp one because we're only talking about balance. <laughs> so yeah if you've made it this far it would just be let us know pop comments and, and let us know what your daily struggles are let us know if anything has ever happened in your life where you've had to sort of choose a client over your family member or um if you have actually been that really good person you're like no my family comes first and I, I don't care about my client and you know, somebody mm. else can do them or they can just wait, which is right. You know, if, if you're not right and you know you can't give your best, it's like when we've done a whole day in the salon, we nope. are not the same between our no. first client no. of the day and our last client of the day. You know, and if you're feeling really, if you're having hard, long days, which we've Ugh. all done, especially last Still day, recovering. Down number two, <laughs> um, you know, the thing is like you're buzzing, you're absolutely buzzing and that, that's the thing. Burn but out. every now and then you do kind of get to that point where, you know, you've got yeah. your last client and you just think, oh God, you're no. not the same as what you were with your first client. And the best thing you can do is own that and find a way to sort of get over that and 
So yeah, let us know how yeah. you feel. Let yeah. us know. Give us your feedback. What you've done. As always, if you're listening to this and you're not a member already, then you need to find the Facebook group that's linked with this podcast, which is the Everyday Hairdresser Podcast. Myself and Lisa are admins. We've all, we just launched it this evening as well, haven't we? We've had a fab feedback already. Oh, it's it's just fab. lovely to see everybody behind it already. I think. <laughs> no, I know they're going to be I like. Just right, the second podcast now. hasn't scared everybody. We're already. done. We're done. <laughs> we've had our yeah. we've had our taster. That's enough. Now. <laughs> Don't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> um, but we 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 do want to touch base on. Well, we kind of briefly talked about motherhood, yeah. and we do want to touch base on motherhood and. Um, we we also want to touch base on um anxiety of the everyday struggles i think digital and all and, that side of all oh that gosh side of absolutely it. absolutely this you can't just do this, this in one podcast this is this is crazy because this is what it is it's all yeah, about being an, an everyday, everyday hairdresser with your everyday life right, right. on that note then absolutely shall we, so, shall we call it a wrap I know, I know. Hi, oh, for me, not another. Right, Fantastic. everyone. So we'll see you soon for another <laughs> episode. And um, we thank you for listening. And uh, we hope that you're well wherever you are. All right. Speak to you later. Yes, thank you Bye. very much.